back to Team Building and Training Tips, a monthly audio resource for HR and business professionals. This podcast is produced by Outback Team Building and Training, a leading team building, training, and consulting provider for organizations across North America. I'm your host, Kara Sai, and this month I'm joined by special guest, Lyndon Friesen, lead facilitator of Outback Team Building and Training's skill development programs. Thanks so much for joining me today, Lyndon. Thank you for having me. Um, our topic this month is how to practically use DISC assessments in the workplace. And Lyndon will be sharing his insight and experience on the topic. But before we begin, let's start out with our quick tip of the month. Each month we begin the episode with a quick tip for our listeners. Lyndon, what's the number one benefit of doing DISC assessments with your team? One of the biggest things that companies are looking for is how their teams can work more effectively together. Right. And a tool like DISC gives people the opportunity to become more self-aware of who they are mm-hmm. within a team dynamic, thereby allowing themselves to work more effectively together. Great. Okay, so with that, let's get to our main interview. All right, Lyndon, so for people who may not know, what does DISC stand for? DISC stands for four things. One is dominance, two is influence, three is steadiness, and four is conscientiousness. Okay. And so why do you think they put it into an abbreviation like that? Is it just easier for people to remember in the acronym? I think that's all it is. is that's acronyms all have a way of being becoming more sticky for people. Mm-hmm. And uh, these four words are kind of their core quadrants mm-hmm. that they use in their assessment tool. Okay, so can you explain each of those four for us? Dominance is how much emphasis somebody places on results in the bottom line. Okay. And it's an outward reflection of someone's confidence. Okay, so maybe a, a bit more to someone who isn't a D, maybe comes across a bit more aggressive? They would be viewed as either aggressive or very assertive. Okay. Okay, what about I? I references a person's uh, emphasis on influencing or persuading other people mm-hmm. and relationships. Okay, and S? S is reference to steadiness, and it's their emphasis on cooperation, sincerity, and dependability. And C? C is conscientiousness, and it's a person's emphasis on quality, accuracy, expertise, and competency. And so these are the, the main qualities that someone would exhibit in a workplace? They are, there are four quadrants that they've identified, and mm-hmm. within each quadrant there is some aspects to a person's personality right that delves a little deeper beyond just dominance right and so how how is one assessed in these four quadrants how do you figure out if you're a d versus a c yeah you so you complete an online assessment Mm -hmm. form and you get a report back that assigns a dot within the circle okay that would fall somewhere within the four quadrants okay of either dominance influence steadiness or conscientiousness and so Technically, you can be a combination of all four, or you are a combination of all four. I think I think that's what is. Uh, you're you're correct, Kara. That most people think that if they fall under, uh, you know, steadiness, that they have nothing as it relates to conscientiousness or dominance, and right. that's not true. It just means that there's a gravitational pull that you have to operate in that quadrant. Right, and so are you kind of looking at it like where you would be plotted on a graph? say so you're you're more towards being an i but you're a little bit close to the c 
Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, and it's your comfort level in working with people who are more similar to you. So, for example, somebody who's high in conscientiousness, which is quality and accuracy, mm -hmm. might have conflict with somebody who's high in dominance, because somebody who's high in quality places a preference on getting it right, okay. and someone who's high in dominance has a preference for getting the result. And often those two, for example, could be in conflict with each other. Sure, and so the person who is seen as a D might think of the person who's seen as an S as not caring about reaching those goals, where in reality they just care about reaching that goal in a manner that has quality. Absolutely. I think they're both after the same thing, but they're coming at it two different ways. Right, and so you mentioned the, uh, the online quiz, the assessment. Is that the best way for someone to figure out where they land on the disc profiles? Yes, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's the starting point. Okay. And so if you get the assessment form and you look at where you're at, and you kind of keep that information to yourself, mm -hmm. uh, meaning you've taken the assessment online in isolation of other people, you're probably not going to you know, get a lot of benefit from it. So right. the benefit comes when you do it with other people who are within the team dynamic at work. Right, and so how, how do you recommend doing that? What's the next step after taking the online quiz? The next step after that would be, uh, so one would be to do it within the context of the team that you're in, mm -hmm. and then two would be to actually have somebody help you unpack right. the learning. Someone like yourself someone like myself yeah. and then really the biggest benefit is when you start to come up with practical ideas to breathe life mm -hmm. into the different assessment profiles that different people have. Right and so as a third-party facilitator how important do you think it is that the person leading a session with a team who's done their assessments is not part of that team? Do you think it's important to open up someone's um, perspective on what it could be like to work well with other DISC profiles. I think anytime you get an outside perspective, it can be really helpful. Somebody who's knowledgeable in the field, mm -hmm. somebody who understands the, what the actual dot means within the graph right. or chart, yeah. and, and then allows you to begin to see how, where your teammates are and gives understanding as to why somebody might react one way mm -hmm. to a situation and you might react very differently. Yeah. That it's actually not a conflict, but we perceive it to be a conflict. Right. So using your further understanding of where someone falls on the DISC profile to help you have a better working relationship. Absolutely. So step one is be aware that if you're highly dominant, that there's a real plus to that. Right. But there can be a downside to it too. Mm -hmm. Or if you're you know, high on conscientiousness, that there's a real plus to that, yeah. but there's a downside to it too. Sure. So to become a better team member, we have to first become more aware of who we are yeah. and the plus of the strength, but there's also often a downside to that strength. Yeah. And then be aware of our teammates and where are they on the uh, DISC um, assessment. Mm -hmm. Where they fall. Where they fall. Yeah, and, and then understanding how someone that you saw as being aggressive before, then discovering that they they have this dominant profile can actually help you see the benefits to that. You, you might then be able to work around previous conflicts because now you better understand where they're coming from. If we fast forward, I think you're absolutely right, Kara. If we fast forward to three months later, mm -hmm. in a perfect world, within a team, somebody who is you know high on conscientiousness yeah. 
when they're assembling their own mini team to work on a project, they would actually go after somebody who's high in D, right. who's very different than them, because they would go, thank goodness I've got somebody who's results orientated on my team right. to compliment me. So yeah. instead of it being you know, friction-driven differences, we're actually embracing the differences together. Yeah, so my, my next question was actually going to be about how understanding colleagues' disc profiles can, can help you work better together, but I think we've just covered that. I think just understanding how their strengths can help you in your weaknesses can help you work better together as a team. And seeing that as a plus rather than a negative, rather than a reason for conflict, uh, a reason to, to move forward together and collaborate. Yeah, and I think when you see a team uh, not avoiding each other mm -hmm. and working with each other, they're actually embracing it because we are different, we're bringing different things to the table. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. And do you have uh, any examples of having worked with companies and uh, helped them better understand DISC profiles? What are some some examples that you can give us that you've seen them take away? In, in terms of, um, I often will say after the work that I do with the client, mm -hmm. the real work begins, which is bringing right. it to life. Yeah. And so a lot of these different assessment uh, programs, people leave and they feel great. Yes. But you ask them three months later, did it make a difference? Yeah. And a lot of them say no. And it's because they haven't come up with a plan to bring life into it right. after the session's done. And so there's a lot of different ideas that I work with clients on that help do that. And here is a couple of them. Yeah. One is um, some companies create a coffee date uh, concept where they have to take somebody out for coffee that's in a very different profile than they're in. Oh, that's really interesting. And they've got to record it. And part of that uh, time that they're having coffee with this other person is mm -hmm. to get to know them a bit better yeah. and understand why they're driven a certain way, sure. what motivates them, yeah. and learn to embrace each other versus fight each other. Yeah. Another one is um, uh, there's an organization that painted a huge wall mm -hmm. with the disc quadrants on it, and with a, an erasable marker, people would actually put their dot on the wall as a visible reminder every day that uh, we're different and we're mm -hmm. to embrace our differences, not fight our differences, yeah. and to be public about it. There are lots of people, when they take these assessments, believe that there's this ideal profile to have, yeah. ideal placement of the dot somewhere in the quadrants, and there is no ideal place. No, of course not. There is your place, yeah. and that's the right place. And it's more awareness of where that dot is in relationship to your teammates. Right. Some people have name tag day, which they do different color coordination of, let's say all the Ds were a name tag one mm -hmm. day, and it's a red name tag mm -hmm. and it's just an awareness of those are the d's in our company let's celebrate the d's in our company right so there's a lot of different creative ideas that people come up with that i will work with them on yeah. to help bring it to life after the session is done yeah and i think that some of these examples that you've provided these are really great practical ways that people can keep disc assessments top of mind for their employees it'll remind them like you said after the session's over the work is just beginning and it's not going to benefit anyone if they don't remember that they've done these assessments yes. and that everyone is different. And it's great that everyone's different and that they can work better together if they understand and keep these things top of mind. Right. Yeah. So do you have any final tips for us? I think the, the, maybe the, the final tip is, is building off of what we just talked about, which mm -hmm. is somebody has to lead the charge yeah. after the session is done. 
And leading the charge just means how will we implement this in a practical way and continue to give visibility yeah. to the work that we've just done. You know, we started with this idea that self-awareness allows change to happen. Mm -hmm. And so the practical ways of bringing it to life are just to give people enhanced self-awareness of, right, we did cover that off. Mm -hmm. And this is my responsibility to work with people who think differently than I do. Right. And it's have a champion within your company. That really keeps promoting the DISC profile. That keeps it visible and keeps yeah. promoting it. Yes. Yeah. And I guess you can use it, you know, in, in other ways throughout the company. Like in recruitment, for example, you could use it to try and find uh, the missing piece to your team's puzzle, for example. Or like you said, for conflict resolution. And I'm sure it would be beneficial in like a feedback session. I think it's I think it's important uh, if you think of recruitment and mm -hmm. if, if you're if you know one of the teams you had were filled with uh, you know a bunch of people that were strong in one of the quadrants but missing in another quadrant um, it would be we need to identify somebody that might actually complement us right. versus be the same as us yeah exactly so as it relates to the team you want to have representation in all mm -hmm. four quadrants yeah. And for feedback and, and reviews, for example, it would be beneficial for a manager to understand the person they're reviewing, what their profile is, correct? It, it is, uh, you're right, from recruitment to performance management of an individual to how do we deal with conflict yeah. to how do we build effective team dynamics. Yeah. Understanding ourselves and understanding our teammates yeah. is critical for that. So you can basically weave disc assessments throughout your entire organization through all of the different facets of your company so the work that we do would disc is often a platform mm -hmm. to give context into one of the other skill development topics that we work with clients on including conflict right uh, team dynamics emotional intelligence, emotional intelligence. Yeah. it does weave itself into all the different topics that we cover yeah well that makes a lot of sense Thanks so much for joining me today, Lyndon. Uh, that's it for this episode of Outback Team Building and Training Tips. Outback Team Building and Training helps organizations across North America build relationships through memorable team building, training, and consulting experiences. And our team has been recommended by over 14,000 corporate groups in the United States and Canada. For more tips and expert advice on improving employee engagement, visit the downloadable resources section of our website at outbackteambuilding.com to download your free copy of a practical guide to using DISC in the workplace. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you may listen to your podcast. Until next time, thank you for listening.